Hey everybody and welcome to episode 159 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So people, here we are today with episode 159. Uh, it's been a little bit of a break since the last one. I've got some really good episodes all lined up for you um, regarding what's going on with COVID, with 5G. Um, got some good, like, great one with Jonathan Fruing, got a great one with Jason Christoph coming. And today's one with another episode with Tom Barnett, which is going to be fab- fabulous. Um, and if you haven't, like, if you're not already following me on Facebook at Revive Yourself or just Ryan Martin, and the same on Instagram, it's Revive underscore yourself or Ryan underscore underscore Martin underscore underscore, then I suggest you do so because I'm posting lots of stuff around health and around what the truth about COVID-19, etc. Um, and even just like today, I think it was yesterday, they, the um, CDC posted stats saying, you know, um, 94% of the people, they reduced their, their, their deaths of COVID from 153,000 down to like 9,000. So 94% of people actually had um, comorbidities, which we knew. And even the stat of 9,000 is, is highly, highly, um, I, I, I suspect, <laughs> exaggerated. Um, you know, and this thing, they've even put a thing out today saying like COVID, hashtag COVID is over. I mean, COVID is over. It never really began. It was always a, a complete and utter psychop from the start. Uh, and if you've been listening to me, you probably know that. And it's the same with all these people, these companies. If people researched into the, them and the CDC and the government and these vaccine companies and what they're trying to do in the plan behind them, then it all becomes a little bit clearer and you've all got to do is follow the money. Um, anyway, before we get into today, today's show with Tom Barnett, then I just want to talk about, as always, if you head on over to www.reviveyourself.com com and click on the shop we've got all of our fantastic products there from the line of evolution organics ancient purity um and finch clinic you know got living fuel which i always talk about being the best all-round product on the market bar none it's absolutely fantastic um two scoops of it is the equivalent of 260 dollars worth of organic produce so whenever people ask me what should i take and i always say living fuel super berry or super green with a probiotic which you've got there um, from dr mccola um and a liver cleanser to start with either milk thistle or liver support from nature's answer it's all there vitamin c is always great to have in the cupboard you've got that underneath the um underneath the ancient purity banner um, along with the vulvic, the vulvic minerals, if you're looking to have minerals that should be present in the soil, which because of farming standards today, even organic farming standards, they're not, then vulvic minerals is fantastic. Um, I mean, anything you pick up on our shop is going to be great for your health. The new um, Naked Biotics from Raw are fabulous as well. They can find them underneath the ancient um, purity banner. It's like a little probiotic shot. They're fabulous. And just um, going to be getting the bio-optimizers up, stuff up soon. Um, also, Blue Blocks, if you head there, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. 
and you can find the best blue blocking glasses on the planet bar none um, and they also do light bulbs now red and yellow light bulbs so for, for the evening which are fantastic and if you head on over to if you put in the code revive there you'll get 10 percent off uh, and also if you put in the code uh, revive on essentialoilwizardry.com then you'll get uh, 10% off of the best essential oils on the planet bar none um, so yeah and also Memon guys and girls I'm going to be putting this stuff up on the site um, tomorrow um, and if you do want anything for your house for your car for yourself to mitigate any 5G then just order that um, and we'll get that out to you ASAP um, but that'll be on the site very very soon so don't worry about the 5g that's coming we've got technology that can mitigate it and i'll uh, that episode will be coming out very very soon with Jonathan Furin. so today's episode is back with tom barnett i actually called this uh, a few weeks ago with him he's got us talking about a few stuff but it's just about getting to the root of what's going on and getting to understand common law a bit more and and so you can take back your power and really get to the root of 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 what's going on, who you are, and how you can stand strong in this turbulent time. So without further ado, here's Tom. Enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Um, your, your interview, I think it was three of you the other day. Um, and you oh, yeah. like you were, It looked like it was cold. Yeah, it's winter. <laughs> yeah, but you said it's Especially still beach weather over there. Yeah, it is. Oh, in the day, yeah. In the day and when you're out in the sun, it's amazing. But once the sun drops and it, once you're up in the hills a bit, oh, that's a bit elevated up there. Yeah. It's kind of like rainforest area, so it gets a bit cool. It's a bit colder in the evening. Yeah, I was just looking through. So you're in um, Brunswick, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's called Kurabel, the town. Right. Brunswick's just uh, – Brunswick's where I hang out a fair bit. I just never changed my Facebook profile. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Says I live yeah, yeah, fair enough, cool. Oh right, man, so it's cool. We're getting into because we've been talking about a lot of interesting stuff, and I've seen a lot of the uh, other interviews you've been doing with, with your uh, your man, your man, uh, your mate uh, from from solutionsempowerment.com. Um, can't remember his name, but regarding like a lot of his, his journey into into the um, sort of children trafficking sort of world, which oh, is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. Yeah, that was quite an, I mean, I've known all about it, but for a lot of people, it's it's a weird one, right? Because it depends mm-hmm. on how deep down a rabbit hole you want to go with this sort of stuff. Because um, unfortunately, a lot of people only like to go so far, they don't like to touch on that because it's something that, as I think it was one of the, I think one of the YouTube might have said it in the, in the interview, and I think it's very true. It's like, when you're not evil, it's very hard to comprehend that amount of evil. Um, yeah. And like what people were doing, especially why for, and uh, do you know who Michael Tazarian is? Mm, I know the name. What does he do? Yeah, he's like he does alternative history, but well, real history really. And he talks about the satanic, um, or all, all these things like the Knights of Malta and, and etc. And, and how deep this is. And he said the other day, like all these people talking about the New World Order. He said, I don't know what people are talking about the New World Order for. It's, it's already here. They've done it. Like it's, yeah. it's here. Like that's it. Um, there's not much you can do except for we just got to do what we can do in terms of to, to try and mitigate what much we can. And he he's very, but he talks about that in terms of the evil. And he actually said like if. If someone from the 18, I think it was 1800s or something, was walking down the street, the high high street of most of the, the Oxford Street, for example, in London, they'd be shocked by the amount of satanic symbolism there was, mm-hmm. um, which is like something. But it was quite an interesting conversation you two had regarding that because he had, um, did you say it was Nick, his name? Yeah, Nick, Nick Patterson. Yeah, yeah, quite a good uh, people that are out there. I don't go too much into it, but people out there um, that haven't listened to your interview with him, I definitely think they should definitely have a listen to it because he 
actually got quite involved with that himself, right? In terms of even flying over to yeah. America and trying to, to, I mean, you said that in a, it's quite prevalent in, in Australia as well. There was like certain areas. Was it Melbourne? Yeah. I think he said there was something going on. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, um, and he, I can't remember if he said he, he got to a certain level where he was actually flagged when he went to America. They actually flagged him up, uh, mm-hmm. him and his friend, because they, because they knew what he was coming over for. I think, did he get stopped at, at, at the airport was that correct i'm trying to think i listened to it quite a little while ago i can't remember if i stopped at the airport but one of the guys ended up getting murdered that was part of the crew because he was exposing too much he got he uh he's exposed too much what happens in that kind of world you know yeah. they like people exposing their their uh their little uh little games well it's interesting because epstein's uh wife or partner has just been arrested and that was uh there's a few interesting memes coming out you know saying uh like looking like sorry about the suicide that hasn't happened yet you know so it's a different different roads going down but but i just want to say you just check in with you in terms of like we spoke a bit a bit because a lot of people are actually part of a of, of group on facebook i, I think i think uh, tagged you in it. it's called plan b mastermind people that are looking for different alternatives places to maybe move to because i've been speaking to a lot of people who think that this lockdown you know second lockdown even though all the stats are out there. This is not a, a a virus to worry about at all. Now, I mean, currently that the mortality rate is at 0.00068%. It's absolute joke. Um, and they're talking about and, and and who comes out and says it is asymptomatic. People can't can't transfer it. And then you know the sign. They obviously scientists say, oh, we can't say that because that won't leave people in fear. So they've come out and said, oh, actually, maybe it can be spread by viral particles and all this nonsense. So I just wanted to see that because in Australia at the moment, there's, there's been a couple of lockdowns going on, right, um, where people have actually yeah. been locked in their apartments, a little bit like the purge. Can you let us know a little bit what's going yeah. on over there then? Yeah, that's all in one spot. That's all in Victoria, which is the southernmost state, except for Tasmania, but over the mainland. And um, so they've locked <laughs> – I mean, I don't know much about it myself. I don't look at the media, but it's basically it's some of the housing commission developments. So you're talking about the lowest socioeconomic groups that live in a large that live in large high-rise complexes. They've shut those down and shut people in there. And um, so Fanos Panayides, who's the guy that was on our live yesterday with Neil. He, he's from Melbourne and he's gone down and checked it all out and been there and seen the police presence around there and everything. And he's saying it's crazy because they're getting less time in the sun than people who've murdered, you know, a bunch of people that are in prison. They're, they're treated worse, you know, and they're not able to get, um, they're not bringing them proper food and all that sort of stuff. So it's just a stunt, you know, you'd know that it's just, a, it's just a stunt to try to, uh, yeah, make some kind of, uh, display about what they can do and what they want to do with uh with other places but the thing is is victoria at the moment has a lot of political corruption that is being exposed as well and i think what's happening is this is another one of those big distractions they're trying to they shut the state down and they're you know they're doing these things to try to create like a sideshow a sleight of hand while all the um there's a bunch of stuff going on with the, with political corruption. So I don't know exactly what, but that's what I've heard is the main cause of, because why only one state, you know? It's like people keep saying how selective this uh, so-called coronavirus is. It only, it only affects, you know, the poor or only people who go to these rallies, but not those rallies and only people that like, you know, 
it's just it's crazy. They can't they can't make up their minds about who it's supposed to affect and who it's not. So it's uh you know hopefully more and more people seem to be seeing that it's the it's such a poorly executed uh like scam. It's just like it has so many holes in it. It's ridiculous. And uh, what's funny is how many people online seem to be you know. Uh, everyone's dying and everyone's this and that and everyone should wear masks but you go out in the street maybe it's different where you are but people have been saying you know they're going hey what's it like here what's it like you know where you are how are you coping and i'm just going like coping with what like there's no one we're just yeah. do whatever we want it's it's literally no different right now out in the streets than it was before this whole pandemic pandemic all came about everyone's at the beach everyone's hanging out everyone's doing whatever we're back doing jujitsu now and the at the at the gym it's like everything's normal so um yeah it's i i don't think it's like that everywhere <laughs> yeah so no. people are really surprised. <laughs> yeah no it's just it's like where i'm in london at the moment it's it's all good uh, i mean take london just outside of london but there are some certain cities that have locked down again leicester as you said before it's just a complete and utter nonsense and you said before real pandemics don't need fake stats for it fake for fabricated deaths fabricated like i mean like you said death rates are going right down even though infection rates are rising the reason infection rates are rising because they've started testing people with a test that doesn't even test for the coronavirus you know um and even when you put that up actually it's funny because i put it up on instagram and it said oh this is this is fake news i was like it's come from the who it's, it's hilarious yeah. and so they even have fake news in the who now um just to try and stop getting the truth out which is and uh, so before i'm i'm just asking people what it's like there because i'm just i'm just trying to preempt just in case um they do go like full-on tyrannical government and lock things down i'd rather be somewhere with a beach and the sun um yeah and able to like, grow my own food and maybe even catch my own fish for example you know so as i was yeah. speaking to you because you might have a visitor uh sooner rather than later or somewhere around yeah. here just because i just yeah. can't can't be dealing with especially if it gets to winter time they start locking things down around here it won't be fun um so it's just like looking out uh, for, for those things but yeah it, none of it absolutely none of it makes sense and obviously we talked about viruses i put up an article the other day talking about uh, coke but i think you actually got asked about this before and um, on another interview about coke um coke's postulates awesome. and yeah and about um andrew kaufman we talked about that and how none of those have actually been none, none of those uh <laughs> those um four four variables that have to be um have to all test positive none of them have actually tested positive for this viral transfer um i mean it's a complete and utter shambles the whole thing is a complete and utter shambles but unfortunately a lot of the world is still asleep and they're walking around with masks on i said today i put a tweet out saying like you know you're more likely to drown than you are of, of, of getting coronavirus so if you're wearing a mask i hope you've got your armbands on as well um yeah. and ch- children are more likely to get struck by lightning and so i hope you've got rubber yeah. sh- sh- shoes on um yeah. so it's just a complete and utter um nonsense but it's good to hear that you're you're up and running when it comes to jiu-jitsu because the gyms over here like that are still i mean you can go and have a have a, have a pint with you know hundreds of hundreds of people but you can't go in the gym and and you can't work out but is is yeah. your is your one <laughs> open all around or is that just because your guy yeah. um doesn't care about i mean he, he operates under common law or is it all the gyms open no i think i think all of them as far as i'm aware you know it's um but how funny is that that they like you can go and do unhealthy stuff but you can't go to a gym and, and do healthy stuff <laughs> you know you can go yeah. and drink as many beers as you want but you can't go and lift weights or uh or go do some martial arts or whatever that's crazy <laughs> 
there was actually a thing the other day I saw in the uh, I saw it was a really good little picture and it was like social distancing and it had like one drink um one drink social distancing two drinks mm, maybe social distancing three drinks I mean social distancing and it's four drinks I mean there is no social distancing you know what I mean it's just like the more drinks people have the less yeah. they're coming out oh my god these scenes now people it's like what people are People do exactly what they were doing in the protests, but because it's in the pub and it's just the media and it's as if it's going to keep putting out there. There's pro tip: turn off, turn off the TV, turn off the TV, stop listening to the TV. And uh, there isn't that there is no um, virus. It's just interesting. And so, like, yeah, just because you've been doing a lot of talk, because I wanted to get uh, to have a chat as well, because I know you're, you're writing your second book, which we'll yeah. talk about. Uh, obviously, your first book here. If you haven't got it, go to uh, globalbiodynamics dot uh, com. Correct? Is that where it is? Uh, yeah. No. Well, because I got targeted by PayPal on that. Who I'm suing, by the way. Uh, they, uh, I've got it. Hey. You did what? You got. You can't just say that. You got to tell me what happened there. Oh well, they they shut my account down, and um, and then they actually also stopped people being able to purchase the book through the site. And uh, so I got a new site. It's called barnettbooks.shop. I'll send you the link if you want, but it's just barnettbooks.shop. That's the name of the site. And then it's on there. So And my videos are on there too. We, we hosted the first two videos that got taken off YouTube and everything there on there. So They uh, shut your PayPal link down for your book. Yeah. They, and they, they froze my account. Yeah, they froze the account. And they asked for more ID and things like that, which had happened to a few people. Uh, once it went over a thousand Australian dollars, they locked the account, and because I'd sold a few things and then sold a few books that had gone over a thousand, so they shut the account and say you have to provide all these extra ID, which I did, and they weren't unlocking it. And then, uh, so yeah, I've sent off notices, and uh, there I've sent in, um, I've got to send in my final notice tomorrow, and then I'm set, which they won't reply to. But so far, they're up to eight. <laughs> Eighty-seven thousand US dollars in um in costs, and then I'm going to put a creditor's statutory demand and a commercial lien on them, which means that they can't borrow money, they can't sell assets, and it's very difficult for them to trade. And they don't like that. Companies don't like it when you put commercial liens on them. So I'm going to do that, and then they'll probably want to take it to court. And with a private settlement, like my private process is, I already automatically win. So they'll probably want to settle out of court, and um, so I'll get bunch of money out of paypal which is good because they're assholes and i hate them <laughs> <laughs> mate um every time i talk to you, mate, i just need to listen i need to, I need to listen to more of this stuff like this is in- incredible i can't believe they can even put what was their so the, the reason was because they just wanted to make sure you were you are who you were that was the, that was the main reason yeah it's like it it's the dumbest thing because i've had the account for five or six years of obvious i'm obviously the guy who has the account like how how or why would you be trading out of an account for five years or whatever and you're somehow not the guy who owns the bank account as well uh yeah they've just it's this it started fairly recently because i'd heard from somebody else whose wife got locked out of hers and it was a lot of back and forth trying to get it back open which they did but, um, you know, you can't call anyone. It's just it's the worst system. They send these emails you can't reply to, and then you've got to go onto the site, and you've got to go through these settings and then do the things they ask, and it doesn't even allow you to do the things they ask, and then you put in as many things as you can. They send an email back saying that's not not good, and it's like, well, you know, it's just it drove me nuts, and then I just thought, you know what, screw this, and you can't find anything, right? So what I did is I went onto ASIC, which is the Australian Securities Exchange, ASIC, whatever it is, 
Australian uh, Securities and Investment Commission, that's it. So what that is, it's the um, overseeing body that regulates corporations. So I went on there and did an ASIC search on PayPal Australia and it took me a while to find it. And then you got to pay, you got to pay them for an extract. But when you get the extract, you get their address, their company number and who are the, the top people who are, like technically own it, who are the board of directors. So I got the top guy, I got their address and I've been sending in notices which they haven't replied to as well as invoices. So what I did is I said that the first invoice, uh, sorry, the first notice said, you need to release back to me my property because they own the account. It's like a government owns your driver's license or your license plates. They can take them away anytime they like. That is theirs. But your car is your private property. And when you have money, money is the productivity of your labor. That's your property. So the account belongs to them but the property within it belongs to me. So they can keep my account, but they have to give me my money. That's the law. So I sent them, if you don't release to me within 72 hours my personal property or provide me with uh, evidence that you have the authority to withhold from me my personal property, then you'll be liable for $1,000 per day that you keep my account locked. And it was locked from the 7th of April till now so they're currently up to 90 something days so it's nine i think i'm up to ninety three thousand us dollars uh yeah ninety three thousand us dollars that i'm uh-huh. suing them for which right. which covers that covers the time that i stipulated which they did not rebut therefore it stands as truth and also uh because that covers loss of livelihood loss of income for me because they've stopped me getting an income but people can't buy the books i mean they can because i opened a new site but there was still a lot of people trying to buy books that couldn't and didn't have any way of um you know people wanting to donate a lot of people actually were emailing saying hey look i've wanted to send you a donation but your paypal it says i can't send money to your paypal so uh yeah uh, that's you can't do that you can't block you can't block somebody from receiving donations so no. um they're in, they're in a pickle yeah okay so how did you so if they've not replied how the hell would you get them to call so i'm sending what will happen is that i'm sending off the third invoice tomorrow you have to send three reminder invoices to give them a chance to pay they won't because they haven't responded to anything so far Um, but they've all been received because when you get your registered mail uh slip you can look up who who got it and when so they've received it and it doesn't matter who picks it up that's received so what happens now is that I send in the final one, which they won't respond to. Then what I send is what's called in Australia, it's a Corporations Act 2001. It's a, cre- it's a creditor's statutory demand. <clears throat> and a creditor is the one who is you know, a debtor. Like if you owe me money, you're the debtor and I'm the creditor. If it's the other way around, I owe you money, you're the creditor and I'm the debtor. So a creditor's statutory demand is stating that there is a debt owed what the debt is for and how much the debt is. And then you accompany that with an affidavit saying that this is what it's for. Uh, And that's just that it's truth, you know, that there is a debt, the debt is this much and this is what it's for. So then remember an unrebutted affidavit stands as the truth in court. That's a maximum of law. So then what happens is they have 21 days to respond to a creditor's statutory demand. Normally they're going to call you or they're going to send you notices saying, well, we're going to take it to court and that's totally fine. So what you've got the option doing then is going to court or you offer to settle uh, in a mediation meeting. So if you offer a mediation meeting 
uh, and they refuse, which the first few times I'll probably go, no, we're not doing that. And then you say, well, it's going to look really interesting when I tell the magistrate that I offered a mediation meeting so that we could settle this and not have to take it to court. They don't like it when you bring things to court that could have been, they like you to exhaust all avenues of settling privately before you bring anything into a courtroom when it's civil, not criminal. They love criminal because they get more money and everything. So a civil matter, they don't care who wins, whatever. It's just, yeah, as long as they get money. So that means that if they lose, they, they're up for court costs. Like whoever loses is up for court costs essentially. So because they don't respond to affidavits, an, un, an unrebutted affidavit, as I said, stands as the truth in court, so you're already going to win. But what you'll do is you'll go into a mediation meeting and set them up, which is what Mark teaches you to do, and uh, you just get them to admit that they have no standing uh, and that they're going to lose, and then you essentially come to some – they'll offer you something. So I won a case just this week, this last uh, – a week or two ago um, – didn't go to court. This was through a tribunal. Against Can't the name police. who. No, no, the police is coming up. So this was with some. This was with a government department, and I got a cash settlement off them because they didn't want it to go to a tribunal. They tried to. They got their crown lawyer involved trying to get me to, uh, you know, like take names off and this and that. And I'm going, who do you think you're talking to? Like, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to. I, I'll tell you off air. I can't. I just can't name him because I just signed a confidentiality agreement. Which technically, as long as I can tell it to a people who are in my presence, but just not over broadcast, because uh, in the contract that I signed, it says you won't tell any other person that blah blah blah. So if I'm in front of a crowd of people and I just say, "Is anybody in here not a man or a woman?" Because remember, a person is not a man or a woman. I can tell men and I can tell women. I just can't tell persons. So, um, but it's just because this is a digital thing, you know. But anyway, I, I'll tell you who it is later. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's just, it's just a precedent then that you know that that private administration process works because what's happening is you're taking all of your uh, commerce into the private realm. And when you're in that private jurisdiction, that there's no law, no judge, no anything in the land that can get between, that stands above an agreement between two people. So I have an agreement, a binding agreement with PayPal because they're not responding to anything mm-hmm. and that everything I've said in the notices and the affidavit stands as truth because they never rebutted it. So when I go to court, I have an ag- a private agreement with them and the court can only rule in my favour. So instead of there being a case or a matter and they're a judge, they just become an administrator because there's a there's affidavits, there's the paperwork, and now they just administrate the decision. So who's got the paperwork? This guy's got all his paperwork. Those guys didn't put anything in. This guy wins. It's automatic. So um, they'll try to refute the uh, amount. So what, for example, with this government body that I um, won against, I settled for less than what I invoiced for, but that's because I offered I offered to settle for less and also it was going to stop me having to go to a, you know, an hour's drive away to go to a tribunal hearing and all that sort of stuff. And so it just saves me time having to do that. So I was, I was happy with what I got. Um, um, so PayPal is going to be up for around a hundred thousand us dollars. You know, they'll probably, I don't know what they'll offer, but it'll, it'll, they won't offer a hundred thousand us dollars. They'll offer to settle it. So they're going to try to get away with offering you like 10,000 or something like that, you know, something to like 
keep you from taking it to court. They'll weigh up their court costs. If it's going to cost them more than 10 grand to go to court, they'll offer you eight grand or something because that's a lesser, do you know what I mean? That's kind of how things work. It's like when you go in to put an offer on a house, like in an auction, you don't go in with your highest bid and you've got an idea of, you know what I mean? It's like you kind of put in a figure knowing that you probably won't get that and you're going to get this, but you don't put in that figure because if you put that in, you get down here yeah, somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like playing a bit of a, a business game. But at the same time, I, I'm pretty tempted because I hate him so much. I'm tempted just to take, just to go, go the whole hog and do as many things as I can to get the 100 grand. 100 US, that's like 200, oh, 150, 160,000 Australian. And so that's pretty good. Mm, it is. It's um, That would be nice. I've got a PayPal account, actually. I don't uh, use it as much. Well, my book's linked to it as well, but it's interesting because I actually want to talk about your book. But this stuff is so interesting because it's like I keep on dipping in and out of it. And I feel like I need two of me, Tom, to try and do all this at the moment, like learn this learn about um, everything else that's going on at the moment, you know, in terms of setting up financial stuff in case the, 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 the US dollar goes to nothing, which I'm pretty sure it will in the next few years. So it's like getting into crypto yeah. and, and heavy yeah. metals and, and gold and then le- learning this stuff. And this stuff's out. I'm, I'm told I need some talking, going to be talking to Mark, um, setting up a city before trust foundations and looking into that, which is really important. Uh, I think, um, but it's like also knowing how to change everything that you've set up already, how you then move it to to this, you know, to the public, moving it into the private and then doing it because you don't want to be caught in between two worlds, which is quite yeah. important as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, and and the, the, something you've also mentioned before in terms of, like, paying certain debts off with other, other things, which is really, like, yeah, it's just like a, a different world. You literally – looking into it and it's just like trying to learn too many things at once sometimes it's why i said the other day it's almost nice to build these communities up where you can be like right tom's doing the uh, the law and you know ryan's doing the health stuff and whatever someone else is doing whatever it'd be nice because sometimes you try and split yourself in between too many things and it's like there's only so much of you um but listening to you talk about this it's just like it gives it's great because it gives people listening power to be like you know, because automatically people start sending you messages or start sending you emails or letters and they've got these things and letters behind the name or it comes from like the, the, the crown or whatever and people shit their pants, you know. Mm. Whereas like, when you actually know, one of the things you said, when you actually know, like there's no, I think it was the two people you said, uh, or I think it might have been you see, James before, or was it Mark? I can't, sorry, I can't remember his name, but he said um, they two laws really. One's like do no harm to anyone else and the other's like, um, live under the rules of God. I think it, I think that something along those no, lines. It's just, yeah, love thy neighbor and love, love thy man. creator. That's it. If, right, you yeah. those, if you do those two things, it covers everything. Like, yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't steal people's stuff. Don't kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much yeah, it. But, 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 but that's it, right? That's why I'm talking about when Jeff Berwick talks about anarchy. Like people think anarchy means no rules. It's, it doesn't. It means no rulers. And it's like everyone living together and so knowing that that's brilliant i mean you can do that and understand that it's just getting you said they they hide so many of their addresses you, some of these companies you can't even speak to them it's, it's a nightmare um yeah. so like getting in and, and knowing where to look and it's like with a non it's like with a non-consent form which you're talking about like so i'm just about to send off my second non-consent form and then i'll be sending off my third but once i've sent off my third i to then i then have to go and um down to the office 
and show them that I've sent these three things to get a letter saying that I'm exempt from vaccination. Is that correct? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you should be able to go to any courtroom and get a registrar to sign off on something that you will probably have to draft up. It's like I, you know, Ryan Martin, uh, believe that there is no evidence that I that I'm a man, that I'm living, that I'm this, that, and that um, <laughs> I'm not under the rule of any government, corporation, whatever, and that I have the right to, uh, I believe that there's no evidence that I don't have the right to choose what goes into my body or that I can be uh, barred from public transport or welfare or whatever the case may be that people um, need to use that's in the public realm. And uh, and that's it. With an unrebutted affidavit, it's you win. So they'll so, sign off on that. So then if you, if you, so then if you're going to like, for example, travel, if you have that on you, you could go to the airport and that'd be on you. Then they'd be like, "Why aren't you vaccinated?" No, and I'll just present that, and that'd be yeah, that'd be that. Well, yeah, in theory, yeah, in theory, I just I I just don't know anybody that's gone through the whole thing and tried to, because here that it's not compulsory for any of that. We just think that that's coming, you know. But at the same time, I just it's wonder not, how much not compulsory of, here either yet. But it, once again, yeah. it's it's we're like playing, we're preempting the strike rather than um, being reactive. Yeah. I think that there's too many people at the moment who are just saying, no, that's not going to happen. You know, I think there's too many people that are, uh, that are giving a lot of unrest about, especially that particular thing, because, you know, you're like Amy, who we're going to do a, a um, three-way chat with from Canada. Um, like we've been getting along great and we want to see each other in person. We want to do some coaching together, uh, do a retreat, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, there's that whole thing of, oh, well, what if we can't? Because neither of us would take a vaccine to fly to the other country. And it could mean, so people are kind of, but I don't really think that it's going to get to that stage. But I'm also confident in my ability personally to, with my paperwork, to get what I need to reserve my rights to, uh, and then what most people don't want to do is be sued. So as soon as you start threatening people with legal action, that's when they back off a bit. And remember as well, at this stage, we're not dealing with AI robots who won't take no for an answer. We're dealing with human beings. So at the, I'm always confident in what I can do, but that's just, you know, we're all different. Some people, I guess, don't have the confidence to uh, stamp their authority over somebody else. Or um, like in uh, mixed martial arts, there's a um, term that's uh, whoever can impose their will on the other will win the bout. So if somebody's a wrestler, if they can impose their will on their on their opponent, it means that they dictate where the fight goes. They dictate, uh, you know, the pace. They dictate everything. They impose their will on the other, so that the other the other guy or girl's will is broken. Then they'll win the bout. Uh, and it's the same as when you're dealing with somebody in the public. It's the same with sales. You know, it's either you sell them or they sell you. It's the same kind of principle. So. <clears throat> You just, it's like, it's the first thing is not taking no for an answer. You go in with your form. It's like, you know, you've, you've just got to be somebody that is important. Like there's people that walk through airports all the time without getting the same checks that we do. It's because they're deemed important. They have a certain card they flash. They're wealthy. They're whatever. They're like, a, you know, the movie stars don't do what we do. They just go, they go through other gates or they, um, you know, it's a different kind of, it's a different ball game. So if you just present to somebody who is a creditor and who knows their rights and who knows who they are, who, you know, that you don't have to be impolite to people. You just have to know who you are and people can sense that. So they um, generally, 
this is all theory at this stage because, like I say, nobody's had to go through. There hasn't been compulsory vaccinations yet. Nobody's tested this. But at the same time, based on the successes that myself and other people have had with other forms of reserving your rights, then I can see that it's going to work in our favour. And I think there's too many people that don't want that will just completely revolt against having to be vaccinated to fly that. Yeah, I just think it's a smokescreen. I think it's still I like if if I thought it was 100 percent a smokescreen, I wouldn't be doing my notices. But I'm not 100 percent sure it's a smokescreen, you know, mm, so yeah. I'm still covering my bases. But at the same time, I think like this whole thing is to cover up other inner workings that's going on in the world. Like the royal family has seemed to just disperse. You know, Trump seems to be doing some things that are we don't really know about. There's things going on. And I just think the coronavirus thing was this thing that's kind of like set up to keep everybody not looking at what's really happening. So I think there's a there's a power shift going on. I think it's not all bad. I think that there could be a lot of good that comes from it. Doesn't mean that they won't offer mandatory vaccines still, but at the same time, um, I, I just have this feeling that it's going to work out for the better. But it just it means that we have to stand up still. It's not like, oh, well, they'll figure it all out and they'll make it okay. That's not going to happen. We still have to be the ones that say, no, this is how it's going to be. And then with, with a new structure that could be coming in, then they act on that will. But if we just sit back and, oh, no, I don't want to have this stuff, and they just whinge about it on Facebook and whatever, that doesn't affect change. So, yeah, that's what okay. i got to say, I guess. That, no, no, 100%. No, that's why I'm doing it as well, because I, I, I feel the same thing. And I even think, like, even in the interim, like, even if good comes of it, there'll be a period where they may just go in really hard. And, and so if you get, like going to get the, the right, all rights reserved passport etc and get myself up to that knowledge base where i feel like i can um travel tra- we can travel at the moment we've still got in the eu until december we can move around um yeah. and we can we can but people have been able to fly this whole time they just have been scared to because of quarantine and stuff like that but this is the other thing it's like maybe you know ask mark i get him on the, the call is like to maybe doing non-consent um regarding masks and um a non-consent um I'm not concerned regarding masks. There's one more, just because I'm like, if they make try and make you wear masks everywhere, it's just like I've got absolutely no fucking interest in wearing a mask ever, you know. Uh, and if I had to fucking wear one to get on a plane, just because I can't bother to have the row at the moment, I might do it for a couple of hours. But it's not something I'm ever going to be doing. Like, um, so I was wondering whether to put non-consent forms in for that as well, because I mean, evidence has shown they're absolutely fucking useless. It's completely, I mean, it's completely pointless anyway because you can't catch the thing anyway but it's just yeah. like it's all about um and so that's another thing you know you see people walking around with masks on uh and the the vaccines you know i mean as you mentioned about the royal family's interest and there was also that deagle that if you've seen it deagle.com talking about the populations how they wanted to reduce the population yeah. what i said before yeah that was that's by a lot as well 66 million down to 15 million by 2025 in the uk that's a hell of a lot yeah. right yeah um and um, some of the information coming out about the royal family. Have you have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. I posted a video today that was that. It was um, I think it was done a few weeks ago. Some guy, don't know who it was. It's pretty well put together. Whoever filmed it was good. But um, he interviewed the uh, uh, Joseph Gregory, whoever, who's the supposed new going to take the throne, who's the New Zealand guy, and they did a like an interview slash mini documentary on him. And he's saying about how 
you know, they've all dispersed. And you told me a while back, you you sent me that thing where you go, hey, look, they've taken the coat of arms or whatever it is that's on the the gates of Buckingham Palace. They've taken that off. Like that, you don't just take stuff off for no reason. It's a it's a signal. It's signalling something. So um, there's there is stuff going on. They've been illegitimate. Everybody, well, not everybody knows, but everybody in the law circles knows that that's been an illegitimate uh, love child body of inbred family for a long time and that london square miles owned by not the uh not the queen in that it's owned by the vatican and there's like it's a whole bunch of stuff going on with that <laughs> i know you said it's almost like i said to people the other day so you don't want to so you want to talk about certain things and other things you if you think oh, okay if i go fully fully in here people are going to think i'm a nutcase but there's lots of stuff yeah. talking about like in terms of the new king of england and, and the queen's abdicated the throne and there's lots of stuff going on that people haven't heard about and mm. then it's just like mm, interesting uh, i mean you look deep into it it took mate this has been coming coming a while so there is a lot of say sort of interesting stuff coming out and they're trying to push stuff and it's just complete nonsense but when it comes to knowing your your rights and, and uh, getting this stuff done i mentioned to you before have you got your passport done yet because i'm going to get mine done i think next week in terms of all rights yeah, reserved no, I still, I still haven't got around to wanting to fork out 300 bucks for a new passport because I only bought one a few years ago. It's like $250 or something. It's like I just got that thing. I was like, I'm just going to wait until I get off because I'm not flying anywhere anytime soon. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's the that's one with mine, actually. I'm going to be trying to have a little look around and see see what's going on. And, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand. It's one of those things. I mean, I was speaking to you about it before, just like creating a community of people um, yeah. living together and everything happened. Like, I think that would be the best thing. We've got people that want to do that, you know, and then you've got you can grow your own food if anything happens. You're living in a nice area. Everyone's interested in health. And if you're working online as well, then you can – put your stuff out to as many people as possible and that's one of the things like i want to talk about today as well because <clears throat> i know like beforehand you're a little bit like well, i don't i don't really want to be on the internet and stuff well, which, I, which i get but you know you have got a, a lot of skill in this area and so and people a lot of knowledge for getting out to people so i know you sort of decided to, to start working more like in that health health um sort of uh what's sort of, say region of right in the, in the health game so helping people out and obviously so you got your first book which has got some great stuff in it if you haven't bought bought that people i definitely suggest you do i was having a couple of good recipes actually from on the uh smoothies etc which are really nice going through yeah. them the other day um you've got some really good information as well just about talking about um research and about how i mean that's, that's some things we talk about all the time you know um about how the research is done and, and, and even even the teaching system etc which is which is great uh, about how people get get taught what to learn and not how to learn or what to think and not how to think which is great um but uh so that's at barnetbooks.com but you've got your new book coming out as well tom what's that going to be about yes yeah, so it's barnetbooks.shop we got oh, a dot shop, shop brother right. okay yeah um, but they, uh, yeah, the new one's more about how to specifically, because that one's called the Common Sense Guide to Food. So I didn't go into anything too specific because um, if I was going to prescribe a diet for somebody that's just a general guy or girl, it wouldn't be to, it's like not a, a full detox diet because they don't need it. So this one is about how to remove the deep-seated toxicity within the body. So that's from lifestyle factors, environmental poisons, toxicity from vaccines which lodge and stay in the body with the heavy metals and the other adjuvants they stay in there for a long time until you get them out specifically 
with uh, diet and various protocols. So that's what the book is on primarily the first half. The second half is protecting yourself in a legal way from future exposure. So how to handle things like the offer of mandatory vaccines, and it is only an offer. So how to do private administration processes, how to write your own notices. And um, so the reason I did the video on with Mark and that I sent people to Mark's site is that I didn't want people just asking me if I put a video out on the notices, I would have just got way too many emails and messages saying, well, how do I do this? And why do I do that? And it'd be a full-time job just taking the messages and, and uh, I can't do that. So that's why I, I sent everyone to Mark, but in the book, I'll actually show what a notice is, why you put your name up here, why their name goes there, why you write notice, where you write notice, what you write in it, what you write in the, how you structure it, where you sign it and why you sign it that way and everything. So that way, once you've got that, you can write your own notices for anything. So when you're asking about masks, that you can take what I put in that book and just write your notice to whoever it has to go to and it's about masks and then about whatever else you want. You know, So once you know how to write a notice, mm-hmm. then you can send them off anywhere. And I do that. I'm sending them off. I've got notices going off left, right and centre to people that I'm suing. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Might, mm-hmm. might end up with it. I'll, I'll shout the beach house after all these people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just buy it. Well, mate, uh, I'll, I'll be thinking of that as well. With masks, I was going to say, so I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world, but they started saying uh, for airline travel here that uh, you're meant to wear a mask. And so... Um, I think I shared it to Facebook, actually. I'll go through and send you the post. But it was a lady from Victoria, I think. She she was just like, no, I'm not doing this. So she goes into the uh, she goes to get on her flight and the people who are in the airport, they're going, oh, where's your mask? You're supposed to wear a mask. And she's just like, no, thank you. That's all she said. No, thank you. Because it's only an offer and you don't have to comply. If you look closely at all of these things, even the taxation charter, like income tax in Australia is a voluntary compliance system. Just everyone thinks you go to jail if you don't pay tax, but that's not true. It's a, it's voluntary. So with the masks, all you have to say at this stage in our country is just no thank you. And they go, oh, okay, and that's it. They let them go on the plane. There's no, They can't kick them off the plane. They can't not let them on the plane. Um, it's not a term and condition you sign on for. There's no signature. There's no contract. There's no agreement. So... Um, I'm not yeah. sure what yeah, that's like in our car. I'm not sure what is if that's what we've got at the moment. Actually, I'll be interested to know, to look into that. Actually, um, just in terms of what they're saying about it, because all the airlines are saying you have to wear one to travel. Um, but I don't know if it's an offer or if that's them saying, if the airlines say you have to wear one to get on our plane, they're private companies, so they make the rules, right? Yeah, that's that is true. Same with a shop. If someone's got a shop and they say you're not coming in without a mask. Technically, they can say you can't come in. So, um, but what you can do if you want to stand your ground is you can go, well, really, okay, so you're telling me that I can't uh, access, like if you're just going in to buy like some useless thing, it doesn't matter. But if it's food, let's say it's an organic food store and they say, or it's, you know, it's, just, it's a grocery store. So then you say, well, well, this is an essential service, isn't it? Like, are you telling me that I can't access an essential service? You start asking questions. You say you assume the creditor's role. And then you say, look, look, just with respect, you know, I don't want to be difficult. This is your store and everything. But do you actually have the authority to tell me that I can't come in here without a mask? Is that what you're saying? 
And if they can't come, because you're saying if you are saying that, you're going to have to provide me with some evidence because otherwise, look, I'm not only protecting my own self, I have to eat. Look, I'm going to have to sue you. I'll, I will pursue legal action against you if you can't provide the evidence that you have the authority to stop me coming into the store. Um, I mean, yeah, people have done that. People have gone in. They've caused a fuss, gone in and got their stuff and left. The shop people haven't liked it, but that's their problem, you know. I can understand from their point of view, you know, they're worried, oh, shit, I don't want to do anything wrong and lose my shop and all that. So I kind of, I get it from their perspective, but at the same time, you know, it, this isn't a, this isn't a time where we can all just go, oh, let's just let everything go and don't worry about it, don't rock the boat, just let it all happen and we'll all just keep our own little, it's not going to happen. You, we've got to stand up at this stage. It's like, it's, it's like beyond, this, this thing that's going on is beyond that. We can't just, and that's why, you know, not every policeman is bad and not every government official is bad, but at the same time, they're all they're all lining their own pockets to protect an evil enterprise and stopping good people from doing good things. So as far as I'm concerned, they're all working against us. I don't care if they are like the good ones. This is not a time well, where we can have well, that's, that, we can Yeah, that's that's like the um matrix thing, right? Where it's like where the agent can come into any it's like they're they're actually against us just because they're thinking like them they may yeah. not necessarily want to be like that they just are because they're like they can anytime yeah. agent smith can come in and and, and and take over their but it's interesting man i was thinking this um as i said to you offline like 100 percent, and i'd be interested to, to get a community of people this is why it's like power and strength in numbers as well this is why i said yeah. the other day it's like is anyone told the amish what's going on or like you know yeah. that that the Amish don't get vaccinations and what they're, they're all dead are they from this deadly virus it's like what yeah. it's just completely so if we've got a community of people like that all together you know it's you know it's a very uh, powerful thing to have um and especially when everyone's all clued up and, and, and knows what they're doing and you know <laughs> get down the line say you had children and stuff you teach your children this stuff you don't teach them the nonsense you learn in school and all of a sudden yeah. they're very very powerful um human beings you know that, that know what's going on and so yeah, yeah. Mate, I, I i completely agree this is my thing also i want to learn a bit more about it just because i want to be the one to stand the ground and be like okay and to know in, in inside out because i need to look at that in terms of the plane because so sometimes anything is better to have an easier not get stressed and anything a bit of an easier life because there's enough going on that we're, we're doing this for but it's like the the, the travel thing. Like if I was to fly over to you on like a twenty four hour flight, whatever, wearing a mask, yeah. it, it'd be a nightmare, right? Um, Sticks and mundies so, over your face because they're not. They don't actually. No one tests the masks. They don't make sure you're wearing a particulate mask, and no, no one does. Everyone, even on the people are posting photos about on the inserts of the masks, and it says this mask does not protect against yeah. any kind of pathogen, whatever. And even specifically coronavirus, because this is a hot, it's like this mask does not protect against coronavirus. It says it on the inside of the thing. And uh, and so you can't, this is why it's so ri- ridiculous, as you already know. But, uh, you know, there's nothing to stop you putting some underpants over your face and just to take the piss and have a bit of fun with it. You know, like, here's my mask, you know, <laughs> or, or, or right, right like you're a cunt across yeah. the front of it. Like, well, you can't get on with that. Well, do you want me to wear a mask or don't? Yeah, but it says that, well, I didn't, you haven't stipulated that they can't be riding on it. You just said <laughs> wear a mask. I'm wearing a mask. You know, you, you can take it to that degree where this, you're kind this, of like. This really, mask doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're an idiot. That, that kind of thing. You can put that on there. It's that there's, um you can kind of maintain power while 
you know, you could go along with that kind of go along with the whole sheeple thing, but make a bigger point with wearing a mask that says something as opposed to not wearing a mask at all. And once you're on the plane at 30,000 feet, just take the thing off. What are they going to do, land the plane? Yes. We're going to yeah. make an unscheduled stopover in Abu Dhabi because this guy's not wearing a mask. It's like, they're not going to do that. Well, they might try and arrest you when you get to the ground, right? But um, but the thing is with that, it's like you're on a plane with recycled air and you think wearing a mask is going to stop. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. also say, so what, oh, sorry, yeah, now I remember the actual full story in Australia. So you say, no, thank you. And then they say, do you have a medical condition? And you say, yes, I have a medical condition. I cannot wear a mask on my face continuously. It'll exacerbate my medical condition. What's your medical condition? Well, that's private information. That's confidential. You can't know what my medical condition is. Then you walk onto the plane. So if, you know, they're not going to arrest you because you just say, what, are you you trying to say that you want me to uh, be asphyxiated on this plane? Would you like to land this plane because I'm going into cardiac arrest? Is that what you're saying? You know, that's what's going to happen if I wear a mask. Where's your doctor's certificate? Well, do you have some written evidence that I need a doctor's certificate? You know, it's like I have the right to make sure that I don't die. I'm not wearing a mask. So, you know, you can do that kind of stuff. There's there's so many options. There's not like this is the right way, that's the wrong way. The, The right way is just understanding you standing your ground and then you make it up. You know, your story would be different to mine. Like, uh, I can't remember if I told you in the uh, one of our first interviews about Autism Boy. It's one of my characters. So when I'm on uh, on a push bike, for example, and the police come and they want to fine you for not wearing a helmet, I just go into uh, Autism Boy, which is a guy that just has all these wonderful stories and he's a bit slow and he's a bit I – mean, I just go into that character and then I just leave you alone because I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. Give me an example. Oh, so, for example um, – oh, Classic. <laughs> you haven't mentioned this to me at all. Okay, so the, the, the best one was well. The best one was when I was I was coming off of a uh, off a bus and I used to leave my bike uh, near the bus stop so I could ride it home from the bus stop. It's like nine o'clock at night. I come back from somewhere I can't remember. Uh, and the bike that I was riding was a girls' beach cruiser. It was like uh, bright blue with pink wheels and stuff, like real girly bike. So I get on the bike, put my hood on because it, it was a cool night, and I could see this cop car. They were just lurking. You can just feel it when they're up to no good. I'm like, I bet you they're going to try to come after me. So I turn down the street that's kind of dark, and then sure enough, the lights come, and they pull over to the wrong side of the road and pull up next to me, and they're like, they're like, oh, where's your helmet, mate? And I'm like, oh, hi, guys. And they're going, mate, where's your helmet? you got to wear a helmet, you know, and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm just going, oh. I go, how are you guys? Your, your lights are really cool. Are they are they like, how do they work? And I was just going, like, starting to go on onto the lights and stuff. And then what happened is they go, they wanted ID. So I'm just going, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know. And, and I go into my pockets really slowly, just, like, trying to, trying to, like, go like this, like, trying to find pockets that I don't have. And then then I pull out like this card that is the thing is a bank card and it had my name on it. And I go, oh, here, here's my ID. They go, that's your bank card. Where's your ID? I know that's see, it's my name. And they go, what's your date of birth? So I gave him my, uh, just a wrong date of birth. So there, so what happens is there's the good cop, bad cop, right? So the good cop has stayed with me. The bad cop's gone into the car and I can hear him radioing the station. They go, oh, can you look up Tom Barnett of this address and this, uh, this date of birth? And I can hear him at dispatch going, oh, 
we got nothing. We can't find him. And he's just going, look him up again. <laughs> and so this other guy is going, oh, I need you to empty your pockets. Have you got any drugs? Because I might have sounded like I was on drugs. And I'm like, oh. And I just went silent. I was like, I'm like looking up at the street lamp. <laughs> just like trying not to laugh. And then he goes, oh, take your shoes off. And I go, oh, my shoes? And I just like look at my shoes like I don't know how to take them off. And then I go, oh, hang on, hang on. And I sit down and I'll really slowly take my shoes off like I'm kind of struggling. And then, then I look up at him because I'm sitting on the ground and he's standing up. And I look up at him and I just go, oh, I don't have to take my pants off, do I? And he goes, no, mate, no, 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 no. <laughs> he just kind of... Hey, I made him really think that I thought I was going to get molested or something like that, like strip searched or something. He goes, no, mate, no, 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 just put your shoes back on, right? Just put your shoes back on. <laughs> so then then I start, what do I start going? Then I start talking about, he goes, where's your helmet? Have you got a helmet? And I say, well, this is my sister's bike and my sister lives in Melbourne. I think she's got a helmet. And I go, she's a, she's a doctor. She's really smart, my sister. And she's, oh, I don't have a sister. And I was just making up this thing and he kind of like didn't want to hear any more of it. And I was like, oh, this is disappointing because I wanted to know more about this sister. Like, who is she and what is she doing? <laughs> like, I wanted to know where that story was going. So then what happens is the bad cop gets out of the car and he's like, go and um, – oh, the good cop goes, oh, okay, well, you should go now. Just make sure you wear a helmet next time. And the other guy's going, oh, what what, what about the fine? Let's give him a fine. And the guy – I saw him out of the corner of my eye just going like, just like forget this guy. Like, forget it. Like, don't worry about it. We're not going to get anything out of this guy. And then I just was going, oh, thanks, guys. That was really nice of you to stop and show me your lights and uh, have a show me, like, have a talk to me and all that sort of stuff. And then I rode off and I got like 20 meters away and I just was pissing myself laughing. I couldn't hold the laughter anymore just because of, uh, yeah, I've done that a couple of times and got off with, you know, various things. I wouldn't do it while I'm driving a car, but it's got me off plenty of other things, just go into a character that they don't want to deal with. And, uh, I kind of got the idea from that too. There's a movie called Getting Square. It's an Australian movie. It's based on where I used to live on the Gold Coast. And there's a court scene where this guy goes into a courtroom and uh, the the judge is trying to read him out. He's like a, just a degenerate kind of guy. And the judge is reading him out. He sounds like, like, you're being fine for this, that. And the guy's going, what? I don't understand you, mate. Oh, I don't understand. And he's like really Australian. And the guy and the judge just goes, Oh, just get out of here. Like he just let he just gets into instead of finding him with something, he just goes, get out of here. And then they just go, the guy goes, Oh, can one of you just give me some coins for the bus? <laughs> just like someone give him some money and get and get out. And that was based on a real they based that part of the movie on a real story. So that's stuff that actually happens in courtrooms. So the thing is, is if you're too hard to deal with, they're just gonna go like we're not going to get money or anything out of this guy because remember they're only after a corporate, they're only after a transaction. So if they don't think they're going to get it, they're just like, fuck that guy, let's go and wait for another one that they can prey on, you know. So um, point of that story is that you can always come up, you can be very creative or if you are creative, you can get out of so many things. You know, I used to go into, even when I was in high school, I went to a really expensive private school, but we didn't really have money. I got a scholarship to go there. So we'd go to the shopping center afterwards with some of the other guys from school and they'd all be paying like 10 bucks at that stage. That was 1998. When you're a kid, that's like 10 bucks was a lot of money. And they're buying these $10 lunches from the cafeteria thing. And I go up and I go, hey, man, I've got a dollar fifty. What can you do for that? And he just looks at me and he's like, uh, he just like loads this plate way more than he was giving the other kids and gives me this plate. And everyone's yelling at me. Oh, you can't do that. And I just go, well, I just did, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's just, just little things. Like there's not – we think these things in society are rules. This costs this much, you have to pay that much. This person saying you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. But these are all – all rules can be bent. They're only guidelines. So the point is, is if you're a creative person and, and you um, – you engage with another human being in the right way, you might be surprised at what uh, result you can get from any interaction because the interactions are never foregone conclusions. You can very very much manipulate the way that that goes because, once again, you're not dealing with a book that shoots lasers at you. You're dealing with a man or a woman. So if you can connect with them in a certain way or whatever, you'd be surprised what they'll do for you or not try to do to you, like if they're a police officer or a, a customs official or whatever. Um, yeah, well worth thinking about. Yeah, well worth thinking about. You just got to hope you don't get the complete confirmative action um, cocksucker <laughs> who just wants to be <laughs> But most yeah, people yeah. said, like, yeah, you said, like, because, but no, I, I think that's a good idea as well. And that's something you could potentially do on the plane, right? Um, you could play, like, dumb. Bit like well, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's something that people yeah hundred percent that especially in those situations with policemen um, when you play that you you would become too much of a, of a pain for them to deal with and they're just be like yeah. it's just it's too much of too much ag maybe yeah. different in a plane actually because in a plane there's there's nowhere else for them to go so it's sort of yeah, like yeah. they have to sort of deal yeah. with it but yeah. Um, yeah no I think it's I think that's that's really good mate knowing that that sort of stuff with people. Yeah, it's just thinking about it's just coming at life from a different angle a lot of the times, right? Rather than just mm. being like being a good little little slave and doing what they tell you to do, just coming at things yeah. from a different angle. And sometimes you yeah. said before, like you're going to come across these challenges that you have to go through, and you need, need to be prepared to go go into it and see what you can do. I might have to look into the so with yeah, I'd be interested to see that with the masters or whether the plane just to see if it was well, no, to see if it was if it's not a law yet. Then even if so, what she said is it, so. She was saying it was a um, what is it at the moment? It's a volunt you're voluntarily doing it. She said uh, they said where's your mask? No, thank you. Have you got medical condition? Yes. What is it? It's a pro- as, as as for me to know uh, like, whatever. So it's not yeah. yet a law. It's not a law. It's what was it they call it? It's a voluntary voluntary compliance system. Compliance system. So right. it might be different. I don't want to make a blanket statement because yeah. you know. The- parts of the world but i know several people in our country who've flown recently interstate not flying out of the country just flying between states in our country and they all refused and they all had no problem they all said no i don't want to do that i've got a medical condition i'm not wearing a mask thanks very much but no thanks and they all said no problem on you go there's no there was no issue no nothing that's from several people so um <clears throat> yeah i don't know what it's like in other countries i don't know what it's like flying out uh, internationally that might be different but, you know, like if it was me, like I say, you've, I always say you've got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. So even if you know you're right, sometimes being right all 100%. of the time is not necessarily going to get you where you want to go. So if you and I wanted to get to Portugal and I'm like, you know what, if I just have to deal with some morons to get to Portugal, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to like put up a brick wall and stop myself potentially from getting there. But what I would do is do it on my terms. And instead of and just so that I need to make my point, I would do something like you're all slaves, masks do nothing, like there is no there is no virus, you can't catch a virus, whatever. I'd put that all over the mask and all over like stuff that I put on my face or on a T-shirt, I'd wear it on my T-shirt and that way at least everybody on the plane sees and starts going like what? Or they're going, yeah, fuck this, this is wrong. Like I don't see why we're doing this. And then I'm still being, I'm still being uh, active or an activist 
but I'm still going to get where I want to go and um, and then do yeah. good things when I get there. Because, you know, let's say we got to there and then we collaborated and we do a lot of damage to the structures throughout the world, then it's worth putting a mask on just to get there so that we can do better things for the world. The little things like that, it's just picking your battles. No, 100%, mate. I think it's, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And so, yeah, mate, it's, um, it's, it's one of the things I just want to get out to people just because – think people just once again keep doing this just need to know their rights need to have the to understand they have the power and that it doesn't all lie with these these people and they need to come at things from a different perspective looking forward to your to your new book coming out mate when do you reckon that'll be done by mm, still a couple of months away it's been a bit slow going because of uh suing people and because of uh you know the doing interviews and stuff which i'm actually really enjoying i think i get it gives a chance because sometimes i don't really it's like all this stuff I could put into a book. It's like, what do I put in a book? But then when you do an interview with somebody and they just draw out what they want to hear and then that goes to their audience and that's kind of like it's a it's a um, the work is done for me. I only have to answer what you want to talk about. <laughs> so and everyone's different for you. I'll talk about these things. Somebody else is talking more about health. You know, the weird thing is, is that my expertise is in health because I did 15 years as a practitioner. And most people just want to hear me talk about the law where I'm not actually an expert in, <laughs> but that's what people want to want to uh, talk about at the moment more so than, than the health kind of stuff, which is, yeah. yeah, that's fine. It's just whatever people want to hear about is what I'll, what I'll speak about. But I do like to make it pretty clear that I'm having successes on my level, but I'm not at Mark's level, you know? So that's why I still recommend people. I'm always happy to talk about it and give recommendations, but I would still, seek out people that have 20 years experience like mark who who um who can go all the way with this 100 100 percent. i mean the fact that you're winning though i mean it's just one of those things but the reason this because it's, it's sort of all interlinked anyway it's like living your alternative life which well it's all it's all interlinked and why i brought up your book because i am interested in that especially with vaccinations and the thing is with with these vaccinations that they're saying are coming out now the rna it's very different to the other vaccinations which you could potentially detox from they're saying yeah. these ones going to be almost impossible to detox from because yeah. of what they're going to be doing um yeah. and so it's sort of like i mean in terms of detox i mean i don't know if i actually done a really good interview recently with a lady called Scylla watcott she does um prophylactic uh home homeopathy which is whereas homeopathy looks at you know you may have a condition and they give you like a remedy to, to mitigate that condition this is something that you they give before like and so instead of vaccinations like working on the same basis of vaccinations or how vaccinations are meant to work you know from like hormesis giving you a little bit of the poison to make your body stronger this comes from um like so basically they have like a a pathogen microbe whatever the energetic uh, frequency of that microbe and they dilute it dilute it dilute it down to it's, yeah. it's basically nothing and then they give it to so they can do it for us you could do it for us you could do it for whoever little ones and it's something they're getting into which is think be great it's just um at what point do they start saying that they start outlawing that you know this this is my problem it'd be great for us yeah. to all be if, if we were all in power tom we'd have such a lovely uh world i think or like a yeah. healthy world uh yeah. but it's just these people you know anything that they can sort of take away um in terms of health everything is just low energy fear propaganda nonsense that they love to push everyone into their limbic you know, their um uh, limbic system and so they're all scared all the time running around and then that's why my man jason christoph he said like i'll be honest Ryan, I'm, I'm getting a generator i'm buying guns and i'm getting lots of food because if they do what they do to the world they don't want to scare people but he's like but if they people if there's no food then people could start 
start like robbing things, right? He said this is what they're planning for, so just for people to be out there and just to, to like get things, maybe have a few um, preemptive strikes, get powders or food on board that you can have, or move somewhere where you can grow your own food. This is one of the things I'm talking about for myself that like we can live online, but if I'm in a place where I can just jump in the sea and kill a fish, you know, and eat it and grow food outside. Uh, I think it would come. I mean, do you grow food where you are? Uh, little. I've got citrus trees out there. Just got got a horse. He'll he'll eat anything else. So I've got an avocado tree that's fenced off. And then in the other area, I've got some herbs and things. But I don't eat a lot of vegetation anyway. I eat, I eat more animal products than than vegetation. Mm. And you know, it's funny because uh, uh, around here, it's still there's you know the natives still. Uh, you know, helpful, and they're still trying to live some of their old ways, or at least they have all their old stories. And the stories are is that um, if you sent one of the young men off into the bushes at Brunswick and things for uh, a, few, a few months, he'd come out fatter than when he went in because there's so much food in there. When you know where the food is, you don't grow it. You know, nature grows food everywhere. So uh, between fish and uh, insects, worms, uh, uh, what are those things, oysters, and um Everything, some of the sea vegetables that just grow everywhere naturally. You know, when you know what's what, you'll get fat. There's no, I'm not worried about food shortages at all because uh, a lot of the foods that are the most beneficial for humans are just right out in the garden. Uh, so uh, you just need to know what to look for. And so it's kind of eat that. It's like a chicken. A bit, yeah, eat well, chicken. I mean, you could. Yeah, I mean, see, the way, the way I've, I think that, um, the a natural diet of man in the wild is going to consist mostly of small amounts of vegetation uh, and then things like worms, insects, they're like perfect foods. They are, they have, they're so high in bioavailable protein and nutrients. And then, you know, you, you collect eggs and things like that. And then once a week you would, you do a bigger kill like a chicken and you'd eat the whole thing. So you're getting all the organs, all the everything. And then, that's such a huge influx of nutrients that 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 keeps sustains, you going for that sustains you while you while you're living off the smaller stuff like grubs and and all that kind of thing. Like in Australia, you know, the natives always lived off witchetty grubs, which are these things like they grow about that big, white things that are a bit um, yeah. Well, that, gross that's just, it's, it, it's hard to like think about eating those things when you haven't been used to it. That's the thing when you've grown up eating those things. I mean, yeah. we eat them raw. Oh, it's a bit much, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's only a that's only constructed the mind because compared to eating, like this is this is how far we are removed from that. Because then we got into uh, you know mixing foods, then processing foods, and now people have like they want a donut that's got bacon on it, and then a bit of chicken, and then a bit of chili on it. You know, you can choose all these things that just never would have gone together in in nature, and that they're not that's not food. So then people will go from that and then they just go, I couldn't eat a, a worm. Like, that's gross. But that's because they're just so far removed from what is nature and what is natural. I reckon and, I could eat, eat – go, go ahead. So I was going to say, I reckon I could eat a worm. I just don't think – I don't think I could eat it raw. But, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know how you go. Well, this is the other thing. Everybody thinks that cavemen always cooked all their foods. But if you've ever been out in – have you ever lived, like, out of a house for an extended period of time? I did, I've done like five, six days in the field when I was young, younger, yeah. It's not it's not easy. Like I've done months at a time out. It's it's not easy. You can't have a fire every day. <laughs> you can't. 
it just it just doesn't exist. The weather weather stops that. The amount of available firewood stops that. The ability to light the fire stops that. You just we weren't having fires all the time, so we're actually very highly adapted to eating most things raw. Uh, and it's just it's just a more uh, natural way to do things. And so the idea that you would cook, for example, a worm like an earthworm's about maybe this long, and like they're not. I just don't know how you go cooking that. I think you'd end up with nothing. Whereas you could actually just get it, like dangle it into your mouth and pretty much just swallow it and it just wiggle its way down. And then uh... <laughs> I can see people listening to this go, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Uh, that is in, but that's why you I'd rather, I'd rather what eat you the do. fruit off a tree. Yeah, I'd rather eat the berries or an orange off a tree. Or, or <laughs> cut, it's, it's the thing like there's, there's, there's other things, but um, I don't think we'd have to get to that level. Um, no, well, not not in our world anymore. But the other thing is, most of those fruits are hybridized. They're not; they didn't grow in nature. Most of the fruits and the vegetables we eat are hybridized. They're not natural. Berries are about the only fruit that used to grow naturally in the wild. So strawberry, uh, strawberries uh, like raspberries, blueberries, things. They're wild, natural, natural fruits. Uh, mulberries, uh, but the rest are all hybridized. So. Um, yeah, the world we live in is very different now, and it it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily going to get to that stage. There's plenty, especially around where I live, like it would be impossible to starve because the people that are run all the orchards and that, if the business goes out, they're just like, well, here's the orchard, come in and help yourself. You'd be fat from oranges and stuff. There's so many, and eggs. There's plenty of eggs to go around. There's plenty of fish in our seas and stuff. It's just you would not, you you would it'd be impossible to starve around here. It's a different story in a city. Or somewhere like uh, Las Vegas that has no water or food in there. It all comes in from out of there. That's a dangerous place to be. So people go to these places because they think, oh, I'll, I'll live it up. I'll make more money. I'll do whatever. But they're living against the grain of nature. Whereas places like here where we live, you don't, you can walk. You don't even need a car. You can walk 10 kilometers in any direction and get fish, meat, eggs, dairy, vegetables, fruits, nuts as well. There's uh, nut macadamia farms and stuff around here too so you basically get everything that you already eat if you're eating a healthy diet <laughs> and it's all within 10 kilometers of walking distance and that's very natural africans still walk 10 kilometers a day to get all their stuff and yeah you know what i mean it's like it's, no, 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 and that's what I'm saying to you, like, when I talk about moving, like, I mean, I'm, I'm out in suburbs uh, suburbs anyway, so I've got farms and stuff around for me, and I, I, I know a butcher, I know lots of stuff going on, but that's why I said to you, for me, like, getting somewhere, living by the sea, and waking up every morning and seeing the sea, and just, like, worst comes to worst, being able to jump in the, in the, in the water and, and, and kill a fish, um, or, like, grow your, your, your food in your garden, or whatever it is, you know, you live in those, those where you could live off fish, <laughs> you could live, I mean, yeah. or whatever it is, chicken in the garden, you could, that's fine, it, it, not even that, but just the fact that that's even healthy, and just being in that, in that sort of place where everyone could be together, so, um, yeah. no, mate, I, I definitely, um, I definitely think it's something. Well, do you know need. what? If I had a choice, if I could get stranded, I'd love to be stranded somewhere like super tropical because if I could eat uh, like seafood and coconuts and papaya, which just grows rampantly in those areas, uh, I'd be I'd love that. That's like a perfect diet for me. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, papaya is one of my favorite fruits. Papaya, yeah, um, yeah seafood. You know what? It's just see- Certain parts of the sea, because of what's going on, some of the seafood that we get, I just don't trust a lot of it. But uh, 
in terms of heavy metals, yeah. but but um, yeah, tropical tropical islands. I mean, that's why right, that Maoris and Pacific Islanders they lived off very high saturated fat diets, shellfish, uh, lots yeah. of um, yeah animal fats, etc. And yeah. it's only when they started to eat the westernized diet that they started to get all, all ill. Uh, and, um, you know, as I said before, you, you know, the book um, Western Prices, uh, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. It's one of the best books ever. So, so, so I don't know how any vegan can read that book and still think that, that veganism is the way. Um, yeah. Depending on, on where about, you know, obviously you live. And the only, as he said in that book, it was the only, the only tribes that didn't eat meat were, were, were the ones where it wasn't readily available. I think there's even tribes in Australia. Australia, um, some are on the coast and some are in the middle, and it's the ones where um, the ones where the meat isn't readily available. They eat like 25% meat compared to the ones that it is readily available. They eat 75% meat animal products just because it's more readily available, which is a, it's a massive yeah. thing. Um, and it's even like some of the shakes you've made in here. Your 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 base for your shakes. Um, I'm not giving too much away, but your base for your shakes in here, or like the things were. I think it's two tablespoons of, of raw cream, two eggs. Um, uh, was it raw milk? I was trying to think what it was. Oh, the base, base is usually eggs, cream, and a bit of raw honey, and that's that's, it, that's honey, the base. Yeah. With yeah. that, you can add anything. Like you could add, you know, milk. You can add some fruits. You could add well, not too many different fruits, but there's heaps of things you can put into that. The favorite, my favorite one is actually what's called. Um, I didn't put it in because it's not my recipe. It's uh, the guy, you know, Ogenus von der Planets. Have you heard of him? Yeah. yeah. So. He's, he has one that he calls a lubrication formula or a moisturizing formula, which is uh, two, ta- two or three tablespoons of butter instead of cream. And you melt that down by putting it in a glass with hot water around it so it liquefies. And then you put that in with a teaspoon or two of uh, fresh squeezed lemon juice, a teaspoon of raw honey, a couple of eggs, and uh, blend that up. So it's what it does is it gives – very concentrated, high-quality fats and carries it straight to the the uh, the deeper cells that don't usually get moisturized. Because remember, uh, water doesn't moisturize things. Fats, well, water doesn't lubricate. Fats lubricate. So it's a way to get high-quality fats to uh, a lot of the parts of the body that are actually fat-deprived, which is why people get a lot of dryness and lesions and things in the body. It's because of that deficiency in fats. So... Yeah, it's um, interesting because I've actually got some butter oil from uh, Green Pastures oh, yeah. and I've been putting that in my morning tea, actually, yep. along with some royal jelly. Uh, I might do that, actually. So it was uh, two tablespoons of butter, uh, heated lemon, um, what was it, raw cream? No, not raw well, cream. It's basically it? the same as that. Um, oh, two eggs, cream two, eggs, two eggs, two eggs, yeah. two eggs. It's the so same you swap the cream for the butter. Yeah, that yeah, you just swap out cream for butter. That's the same cream base that I put in the uh, recipe book, and then just exchange it for butter. It's so like the only difference shot. between it's like a little butter. shot. It's like a little shot. No, it's it fills up. I just had one. Where's my? It fills up one of these. And it fills it up to there. So it's not a shot. It's like quite a lot of. I I put like three or four tablespoons of butter in. It's quite a lot. And then I put three eggs in. And I do a whole, I do a half a lemon. So however many teaspoons are in half a lemon, I I do that. So it fills up a decent. It's a, that's a meal. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. that's interesting. I might start yeah start doing that a bit later on in, in the day actually because I don't like to eat too too late tonight at night. So it's quite a good one. Or yeah. in the morning, I always have lemon and water in the morning. That's interesting. So the butter, the cream for the butter, yeah. Because there's actually just found one a site on here where it's getting raw milk is 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 
pretty well, it's not easy but if you know where you're looking it's pretty easy getting raw butter over here can be a bit more of a task or yeah. like goat kefir and etc so yeah that's an interesting I'll, I'll try that mate i'll definitely try that it sounds delicious actually um it is really nice the first time i gave that to my girlfriend she's like holy shit that's amazing <laughs> of course love it's just, it just tastes i mean anything with raw, like raw honey is just fantastic as well like yeah. it's, a med- it's a medicine right it's like yeah. um, and i think it's uh it helps in every enzymatic process in your body. I think it gets straight yeah. away. It just, it's just like people don't understand. It's honey. They think, oh, it's, it's going to spike my blood sugar. It's like, no, it's yeah. it's actually food and your body can use it um, compared yeah. to like other sweet things. And the eggs, 100% lemon butter. Yeah, it sounds delicious. In fact, I might make one later on today. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Saturday. Well, yeah. So many people, like, they go, are you drinking butter? Oh, they go, what are you drinking? Eggs and butter? That sounds so gross. That's what a lot of people say when they see me drinking. They go, what's really? in that? I go, butter. And they're like, ugh. And I just go, well, you should taste it. I'm not giving you any because I want it all, but you should taste that. It's amazing. It's, it, it tastes really good, and it feels really good too. It's one of those things that feels satisfying but never sits heavy in the gut because it's all raw. It's all high in enzymes, and it all uh, is di- it's digesting itself pretty much. And uh, it digests quickly and efficiently. It gives you very, it energizes you very quickly and sustains that. It's like a perfect food that. So uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, but people say eggs and egg, eggs and butter. You're eating that. It's like well, that's in every cake, mate. Like yeah. so, so like whatever <laughs> they're doing. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I don't understand people say that. You're like, oh, it's raw. It's dangerous. Who told you that? The government. Yeah. They got your best yeah. interest at heart. Cool, man. Anyway, I know it's getting late there, so I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there for today. Um, anything, anything else? But people out there, barnetbooks.shop. Um, that uh, that's the two books going out. Um, anything else? But you're looking also to take on clients as well at the moment, if you want any, any health issues. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually yeah opening up for clients as well because um, you know I I had kind of got out of that because I just wanted to do something more creative, which was getting into film and photography. But since the whole coronavirus thing and putting out those videos i've realized how many people need help with basic health stuff basic law stuff and also how to navigate that process of like waking up you know people start just this has woken people up and they've never been awake before and it's like holy shit i didn't realize all this stuff was going on in the world like how do i navigate this Uh, what do i do what do i (laughs) yeah how do i how do i live now so uh just little things like that so um, i've uh because I never used to do anything over Skype. I used to only like doing it over in person. So I only treated people in the local area or they'd come in from over the border or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm pretty much just changing that now to doing a lot of, uh, you know, online consults like this because it's what people need at the moment. It's kind of, yeah, while the need's there, I'll do it because I feel like got to be of service rather than just going and taking photos of models and whatever, <laughs> even though that's fun. It's like that's not really being of service to people. So if this is what people need at the moment, then that's what I'm going to do. 100%, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're almost like uh, taking pictures of models. It's almost like that's as nice as that is. I think we need you in this battle, Tom. Um, yeah, yeah, So exactly, we need yeah. we need. It's almost like having one of the one of the top fucking warriors <clears throat> going off and just fucking and they're going to Vegas where we're all battling. You know like, what are you doing, yes. mate? We need you over here. You know, you, yeah. So yeah, get get you involved. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, and and is that is where can people find you? Basically on Facebook or if you've got another website as well. As- uh, yeah, yeah. So they can still get me at uh, info at globalbiodynamics.com. Um, oh. I'll shoot that through to you if you want. Yeah, info at globalbiodynamics.com. 
And if they want the book, I'll put a, a discount code on it. It's health, H-E-A-L-T-H in capital letters. That'll get you 50% off. So it's like, I think it's six Australian dollars. So it's kind of like, if you're in the UK, it's kind of like Mate, of why, why, why are you doing that for? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, sorry, people listening, if you think I'm in the wrong here, but like, I think your your book's worth six Australian dollars, mate. You know, it's like, cool, blind me. Especially my listeners over here, Australian <laughs> dollars. I mean, we used to sing, the, the older bar in the used to sing, we get three dollars to the pound, you know. We don't get that anymore, but it's still like, for us, six Australian dollars is, I don't know, three pounds. Um, but yeah. okay, you can put the capital, health in capital letters if you want for my audience, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice there, my man. Um, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what it's called. I think Jeff Bowett mentioned it. It's like I'm an uh, anarchic capitalist. Like I want everyone, I want a yeah. free market, but I feel that people should get paid for their services because you provide a good service and it's, you know, yeah. and it's, it is what it is. But anyway. Well, you know, some people, some, I mean, people that have been buying the book, when I put that viral code on, when I did that, uh, the video before my website got shut down and stuff, um, you know, a lot of people used the code and a lot of people didn't. They said, no, I want to pay full price because I've got a lot out of your videos and things like that. So they, they didn't put the discount code in. So it's just because there are people that need a discount, especially at the moment. So those that do can have it and those that don't, don't need to. It's kind of it's up to the individual. Fair enough, my man. Cool. Tom, as always, absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. And, uh, yeah, we're looking yes, forward to getting you back on the show sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. Love to. So, guys and girls, that was episode 159 with Tom Barnett. And I'm sure you're going to have to listen to that one again. There's so much information there around around what you can do in legal terms. I mean, suing PayPal doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, and also going after policemen that have, have acted uh, with, well, unlawfully, and just and just lots of information there regarding like, how standing your ground and knowing your rights, which are very very different to your benefits and privileges, which we'll be getting into. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'll definitely be having Tom back on on the show. It was a great um, chat with him. It always is, and it'll be going into other things. And if you haven't already, head over to his Facebook page. He's got some really good. Um, lives over there as well talking about a few things especially when it comes to the common law stuff when it comes to making letters etc um, and sending them out he's got some really good information there which is fantastic so yeah you can actually find Tommy's because he said he's changed his website uh, at the moment because of what's been going on um, with PayPal so you can find him at www.barnetbooks.shop um, if you want to find his any information from, from, from him there uh, and also head over to him on Tom Barnett on Facebook and uh, at Global uh, Biodynamics uh, on Instagram. Um, so that was episode 159, guys and girls. Uh, as always, um, if you are dealing with a health issue and you're looking for some some advice on what to do and how you can um, help yourself, I've also got my book, you know, The Chronic Fatigue Solution, which goes into how to heal yourself from any chronic illness, especially like chronic, or any chronic illness, chronic fatigue, because everyone's always tired, but it goes into the, the basics for everyone. You know, you can find that at www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com, and you've got both audio and digital options there, which will be, um, yeah, which will give you a lot of, a lot of great information. And if you want some one-to-one help, then please don't hesitate to email me at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or, you know, you can send me um, a message on Facebook or Instagram. As I said before, I'm Ryan Martin uh, on Facebook and at Revive Yourself 
as well as Ryan Martin uh, and Revive Yourself on Instagram. Revive underscore yourself and it's Ryan uh, dash underscore underscore Martin um, underscore underscore on Instagram. But yeah, putting lots of information out, guys and girls, lots of high quality stuff. As I said before, if you're looking for quality supplements then head over to the shop at www.reviveyourself.co if you do that and be then you're uh, going to be exposed to a plethora of goodness but yeah just one more time if you are dealing with a health issue and you're looking to overcome it you've had no relief from doctors pills steroids injection surgery then yeah send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co i'll get back to you as soon as possible uh, that's it for this week guys and girls as always stay happy stay healthy keep doing the things that promote health and we'll be making the world a better place one person and one day at a time lots of love speak to you soon bye-bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas bloating constipation diarrhea indigestion heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today.